Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now fight night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I am your usually prepared host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at EddieExperience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always, despite the rumors, he is not Craig Ferguson's gay robot skeleton sidekick, Jeff Peterson, Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, not, I'm very confused. Very confused by the reference there. I don't oh know what that goodness, is. Man. But If you never watched the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson back in the day... It was amazing. He things just grew organically, and he ended up with this skeleton robot sidekick named Jeff, voiced by this comedian that you never saw on stage. And it was just hilarious. Look, look it up on YouTube. The clips are just outstanding. Nice. Will, will Jeff be at the Paramount Theater this week? He will not be there Tuesday at the Paramount. I'll be there. Because Craig Ferguson reminds me of a great time in my life where I had very few responsibilities. Did you have I was hair? Also doing... No. Okay. But I, I had a Jeep. That's exciting. And I was also doing the morning show with Chip and Aaron. And staying up way too late to see Craig Ferguson. But I couldn't resist. It was great stuff. I like it. That sounds fun. Well, Eddie, it's great to see you. It's great to talk fights today. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Guys, you can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter on Instagram, on Facebook. You can follow me at Nonstop MMA. Uh, Eddie, I don't know about you, man, but I, I had quite the weekend. So I don't know if you knew this. It was my wife's birthday last week. Oh, I did. And, uh, and what, so we had a wonderful that? time. I actually gave her, and I actually gave my daughter a early, a early birthday gift. So my daughter's birthday is in this month in October, my wife's birthday in September, and I bought them tickets to go see Harry Styles. And did you leave them alone and let them go without you? I did not go. Just the two of them went. And uh, I stayed them. at home. And they loved it. They had a great time. My daughter has been, ever since the, the, the fight, or excuse me, the, uh, the concert got announced, she was bugging me. Like, I want to go. I want to go. And I was like, no way. It's so expensive. Little did you know, I had tickets from the very moment that the, 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 the card or, or the, uh, the event actually went on sale. And uh, so they had a wonderful time. They had great seats. And they, they loved it. Being a good dad and all. I was going to say the best present you could give both of them is just to go away for a little bit. Yeah. Let them have fun without you. I mean, that's rude, but yeah. But I mean, you basically did that. They had a wonderful time. And then we went camping over the weekend. And when I, really? I'm going to use the word camping lightly. Um, okay. I don't know if I want to say the word glamping, um, but because you we have stayed, an actual bed, we did have a bed. Okay. It's not camping. We were in Lake Buchanan in their little cabins, but their little cabins are like, you know, one, we're about the, the same size as my office right here with four bunk beds in there. And so it was nice to be out there. It was nice to be able to go into a room that had an air conditioning and a fan. And uh, I'm pretty sure I got bed bugs. But other than that, it was uh, it was good. Now, if you had air conditioning and a fan, it's definitely glamping. No, it was. Say. It was nice. Uh, before that, BYU, they won, they beat Utah State. They won the, uh, the wagon wheel, which is exciting. 
Nice. Uh, they're not going to play again for a while, are they? They're not. They played Utah State. And that's, that's a rivalry. And usually, you know, we did actually play down to their level a little bit. Uh, we typically do that. Uh, one time, I knew, I knew things were going our way when I think in the middle of the third quarter, uh, our quarterback, Jaron Hall, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation right now, he, uh, he threw a pass and it got tipped by one of our players. And, you know, when that ball gets tipped and it's just kind of up in the air behind you, it's going to get intercepted or something else. We actually had another guy who caught the ball and got it. It was like, it was like a third and long. He caught the ball. We got a first down and they went down to march down and scored. So it was, uh, it was exciting. You know, that kind of happened at the Texas game. Uh, Hudson Carr threw a pass. He knows he shouldn't have thrown. It's Xavier Worthy. Uh, double covered in the end zone. The first guy from West Virginia tips it. Xavier catches it, sliding down, like diving into the end zone, catches it for a touchdown. That's one of those times where you go, it's our day. And Eddie, you watched that, right? It was our day. Live and in person. I, I, I know that I for am, a fact that you were there live. That's right. I'm live and in person. We have season tickets. They're pretty good seats, Jordan. Yeah. I think you've seen me there. Well. And you've seen uh, kind of how far down we sit. I think the whole world saw you there. Hey, luckily I wasn't picking my nose. Thankfully for that. So, guys, yeah. it's not this week, but next week. No, when, when do they play again? When do they play at home again? At home again next weekend. The 15th, I believe, against Iowa State. Okay. If you want to meet Eddie, he's on the 35-yard line and on the south side, and he's on the, uh, he'll be on the Iowa State side, correct? Uh, no, and I'm not going to correct you anymore. That it's the 25-yard line. It's one of the two because I, I watched and I made sure. What, one of your videos that you put on there, I could tell the angle. He's right in between oh, the 25 jerk. and the 30. So. Okay, you're getting blocked. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start giving out the uh, address to the Wahlberger compound so people can come meet you Let's in your, not talk about uh, the your pool. Not, I was actually in the pool tonight. It was great. We had a beautiful sunset. It was a great time. See, now you're just trolling. I was. I promise I was. That's why I was late. Come I believe you. That's a problem. I <laughs> believe you. Hope you get bit by a fox. But people are not invited to come. Well, guys, let's talk fights. We had so much going on. We had Bellator. And we're going to start with Bellator because Bellator was, it was a tentpole event. We had Josh oh, yeah. Thompson on, Bellator broadcaster, last week on the show to talk all about the fights. And it was interesting because kind of what we talked about happened. Uh, but then we're going to talk UFC. We're going to talk BKFC. We're going to talk 1FC. There's so much MMA that happened this last weekend. Uh, so much. And it hurt me that it happened the same time as the Texas game. Because as you know, I was at the stadium. I know. So uh, As we all know. So the whole weekend and like up to Monday, I'm scrambling trying to watch these fights. And it's a, it's a labor of love, Jordan. But you guys can thank me because I did squeeze in most of it. Unlike Jordan, who was just in the pool, uh, farting around, playing with the bubbles. Thank you, Eddie. It was it was in the, it was the hot tub. But let's be honest. So, well, Eddie, we appreciate we appreciate your your labor of love, your effort that you Thank put you. in there. But and we appreciate Josh Thompson. Yes, it was great, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of the things that he said last week, uh, yeah. Eddie. It's pretty cool actually that Bellator had this tentpole event on a weekend when the UFC had media barred from their event. So Bellator just got like all the attention. Did you see we'll that Bellator said, hey, media, are you not going to the fight? There's room for you here. Yeah. I mean, that's perfect timing. Yeah, we'll talk They're about that. I, I want to dig into, you know, the UFC media ban and them not having anyone there. But before we do that, before we talk Bellator 286, I don't know if you saw this, Eddie, but I, I follow I follow the Liver King. And if you don't know who the Liver King you is. Do? Uh, What's wrong with you? By now, I mean, you have to just, I mean, I think everybody knows who the Liver King is by now. He's this guy. His name was Brian Johnson. At some point, he transferred in to become the Liver King. Uh, Eddie, wouldn't you know, I think, he, I think he lives in Texas. And he's got oh, the Liver Queen. He's got the Liver Boys. The Liver oh. Princess. And uh, those are his kids. Is one of the, 
He looks like the father of the QAnon shaman. He could probably he could probably go for that. He's very tan. He is a primal. He lives by the primal tenets. He calls them. And what are he, those? I, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of them. Like don't wear a shirt. Don't wear shoes. Eat meat. Uh, like get raw. I don't know. So there's a lot there's a lot of things going on in the uh, in the conversation. I want to make fun of it, but I'm afraid he'll find me. He he could find you. But the Liver King has been going back and forth with Paulo Costa. And so prior to the event, Patricky Pitbull, the Liver King. And Paulo Costa had a liver eating contest that was, I think, like being announced by the Schmo. I don't know if you saw that. Wow. So the Schmo was there talking about who could eat liver the fastest. And wouldn't you know, the Liver King won. You don't want to face off against someone named the Liver King in a liver eating contest. That would not make sense, right? You, you are, you're that's destined like, to lose. Yeah, that's like facing Jordan in a troll off. You're going to lose. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You're waiting for me so, to come back and say something snappy, aren't you? I'm going to take the high road no. right now, Eddie. I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to be nice, and I'm just going to let that one you, slide, okay? You couldn't find the high road if it fell on you. I will. I will take the high road today. Uh, but, Eddie, so the Liver yeah, King, came in he, second? he did win. I think uh, Paolo Costa did. Uh, I think they gave like the Liver King a belt. Maybe he was wearing Patricky's belt, but he was definitely wearing a belt at oh, that. Yeah, now, I got to find that. And now, and now the Liver King has been recently at PFL. He's been at UFC. He's been at Bellator. He has been. He was at the uh, Canelo fight. He's all over the place, right? He was at a Raiders game, and he wears no shirt all the time, right? So no shirt. Wears like he was wearing a Raiders helmet at the Raiders game. He wears a Viking hat sometimes. He's he's a uh, he, he he's he's something. I'll be honest. I did not know this was a thing at all until Friday. When I'm looking around Twitter, and I see this guy walking in to the weigh-ins at Bellator. I'm like, what is going on? Wait, had on? you never heard of the Liver King at that point? Never. Okay. Never, ever in my life. I mean, as far as I know, he could be a SoundCloud rapper. I don't know. I've never heard of him. Well, he's not a SoundCloud rapper, and he wouldn't be very good Are at you sure? I, I am sure about that. I do know that. Okay. But yeah, so. This is, this is ridiculous. He's an interesting guy. Well, yeah, you got you to gotta find him. He's, he's kind of all over the place. Uh, but the Liver King was at the event. He was in. Uh, in Long Beach this week. So Bellator 286, uh, Long Beach in the house. You know what I didn't know? I didn't see Snoop Dogg there. You would think that if uh, if you're in Long Beach, you're going to see Snoop Dogg or Warren G. Didn't see either of them. Uh, that's a good point. I'm a little uh, disappointed. Oh, sorry. Real quick, I just had to Google the Liver King's net worth. Yeah. You want to take a stab? I mean, it's he's got like supplement companies and everything else. So, yeah, I mean. Ancestral supplements. Five or six million? This says one. Okay. But that's still nothing. That makes me that. feel better, honestly. Uh, yeah, it does. It makes me feel better that it's only one. So. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Bellator 286, man. The first thing that like just stands out when I think about Bellator 286 is we knew this going in that Patricio Pitbull was the greatest Bellator fighter ever. And ever. he didn't do ever, anything ever, ever. to take that away. Um, Adam Borch, he's taller. Uh, he is. He's on a win streak. Much better than than Pitbulls, right? Pitbulls just had just won one in a row, uh, but you know he did you know have some different challenges, but Pitbull stayed calm, he stayed composed, and he looked good that entire fight, right? I mean, and, and you know he he won on the scorecard 49-46, 49-46, and fifty forty five, but I I didn't think there was a time when I was worried that Patricio that Pitbull was going to lose this fight. I literally want to slap whoever scored this forty eight forty seven because they were not paying attention at all. That's ridiculous. If you gave Boric more than one round, you need to be removed from your position. 
But it's funny when they were talking about the um, his his keys to victory. And I think Big they John said no said, known uh, weaknesses. He said keep <laughs> keep that jab pumping. And I'm like, yo, that seems pretty simple. But then you see them face off in the cage, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy may as well be John Jones compared to Pitbull. Yeah. The height, the height difference was ridiculous. And he, and like but Pitbull knew, like he, he had like been ready. He had studied him. Like he knew what like the flying knees that were coming in. And that didn't even like phase him. Like he was able to kind of attack as he was coming in and, and really kind of prevent any, you know, prevent any, any trouble from happening for him. Yeah. Boric is known for those flying knees and Pitbull is ready for them. You don't want to talk about being scouted and doing your homework. Every time Boric threw a flying knee, Pitbull was able to uh, counter it. First time, I think it was a punch. The next two times, there were takedowns. He'd literally catch the guy and flip him over. And it was masterful. Now, the crowd in Long Beach may have had a few too much of uh, the Snoop Dogg wine. Maybe a little too much of the Snoop Dogg herb. And they were booing a lot. And they're stupid. Well, I mean. What can I say? They they booed, right? Because AJ McKee is their guy, right? And AJ McKee and him do not like each other. And so you would think that... uh, those two together, there's just something that happens. And so people, you know, they don't like Pitbull. And so that's, that's the trouble there. Uh, they were booing because uh, aside from those three moments, the fight wasn't exciting. And I give you that. It wasn't exciting, but it was masterful. And when you're facing someone with that big of a size difference, it's not like Pitbull is just going to go running in there recklessly. Well, He's too smart for that. Before we talk about what's next for Pitbull, let's talk about the co-main event, right? Because I think these kind of go hand in hand together. AJ McKee is not going to not be on this card, right? AJ right. McKee has to be on this card. It is in Long Beach, California. He is from Long Beach, California. And that, is, that makes it interesting, right? Because how is he going to fight in front of a screen? Now, he's fought at the Forum before. He's fought other places. But in general, like, what did you think of, of AJ McKee's performance uh, when it comes to getting that win against Spike Carlisle? And remember that phonetic fran- like that, that pace that it started out with? Oh, yeah, they came out crazy. But you know, some people like, I hate to say it, but our man Derek Lewis, don't fight well at home. And so that's always a worry. But AJ McKee was able to overcome that easily and uh, came out with a unanimous decision. Yeah, I was a little nervous about that as well, right? And, and that's one thing I asked Josh Thompson last week is that what are the challenges of fighting at home? And we know that like, you know, Derek Lewis, he's done that before. Josh Thompson has fought in San Jose quite a few times. And that was making me a little bit nervous. Like, I definitely think AJ McKee is, is better than Spike Carlisle. And he showed it in the fight. But, you know, there's something about fighting at home. And now he did fight at the Forum, like we mentioned before. So so that's not too far away from Long Beach. And right. so uh, maybe that's you know makes it a little bit okay. He was prepared for that. But in the end, he looked good. He, he got the win. He got the victory. Now, I asked Josh Thompson specifically, does this win, if he wins, does this put him in a title fight? at 155 pounds. That was the question I had for him. He said, absolutely not. Doesn't put him anywhere near the title picture because Spike Carlisle is not ranked. He's not at the top of the division. And, and AJ McKee wouldn't have you know a big name win at the division. Now, right. I get it, but I question it. I still don't know if I'm completely satisfied with that answer that, um, that AJ McKee is not gonna be you know, shotgun into a fight. I mean, it, especially, let's say that Patricky beats Umar. Excuse me, Usman Nurmagomedov. Let's say mm-hmm. that he beats Usman Nurmagomedov. That sets up like a really interesting idea, putting AJ McKee versus Patricky Pitbull, the brother of, of Patricio. These guys don't like each other. That would be interesting. But that's only if you don't do the trilogy with uh, with 
with Pitbull at uh, at 145 pounds. Were you also leaving out, my man, Smooth Benson Anderson, I, I know. winner last week at Bellator Dublin, who has a better claim to the number one contendership than A.J. McKee, and debatably a bigger name. Actually, not even debatably. He's a former UFC and WEC world champ. Yeah, he is a former champion there. Uh, it's, it's the what have you done for me lately. I get I get that you're saying that he's a better— He's won like four in a row, and he just beat the last title challenger. At, at 155 pounds, some of that the actual weight class. So, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. And he's on his last leg, and he's got a name value, so maybe you could go do that. I mean, do you want to do that to, Us- do you do that to Benson, though? Hand. You want to put him up against Usman Magomedov? That's not going to be hey, fun man, for him. If, if he wants the belt, you got to beat the champ. And if Usman Magomedov is the champ— so be it. So do we put? So let's go back to Pitbull then. The the uh, the this, the younger the the uh, thinner. Um, do we um, do we do the trilogy fight then? Is that the next fight for AJ McKee and and Pitbull? Um, it would be fun to see, but I'm not sure AJ wants to just be at 145 again. He sounds like he just really didn't want to, uh, didn't enjoy his time down there. I mean, maybe it was because he had so many fights so quickly in the Grand Prix. But it doesn't sound like he wants to stick around at 145. So uh, maybe if they do it uh, at 55, just because. But we know Patricio, the thinner, he wants to drop down and fight at 135 yeah, for the belt. That might be interesting if he could get even thinner. That could be interesting as well. Yeah, so him versus like Sergio Pettis, that could headline the next 10 pole yeah. if he wants to wait. He, apparently, he, he was hoping Aaron Pico would have worked his way up to the belt by now and, t- and, uh, and wanted to face him. But that's going to be a little while. Yeah. So let's talk Aaron Pico next, right? So Aaron Pico, Whittier, California zone, Aaron Pico. Uh, he tried to have his, like, warrior moment there. And you remember in the movie Warrior when uh, uh, Joel Edgerton, like, clearly, there's a Tom Hardy who's clearly injured. Uh, he's, like, dislocated shoulder. And he goes out there and fights again. Well, you know, he Did was, anyone ever watch? Who watched that movie? Whoa. Warrior's good. That's a fun movie. I didn't say it wasn't good. I just said who watched it. Did you watch it? No. Well, you're, then you, how do you know if it was good? I was going to compare it to Michael Jordan's flu game. I mean, can we put stakes a little higher than fighting Jeremy Kennedy, uh, who I think I called Jamie Kennedy, in the sun, who was in the Sun of the Mask over and over again last week. Uh, At least you didn't call him Jeremy Stevens. Yes. But uh, Aaron Pico was like uh, trying to have his moment where like, he was fighting with a dislocated shoulder. He says he threw it out on the first punch. And, you know, his, you know he was trying to like get it back into place. Did you see like the corner work? It was Brandon yeah. Gibson in the middle trying to shake that shoulder back into place. Yeah, that was really weird. And it looked like he was almost pulling it more than pushing it back in, which is weird. But you know what it is? It's his Chris Sims moment where they pop Chris Sims' finger back in the socket during the game. That's the kind of moment it was. Well, that's what, that's what he, it could have been. It Shout wasn't because Sims. the doctor stopped the fight. Okay, so right. he doesn't even get to finish the fight. He, he doesn't get to go through. The, the fight is stopped. Uh, Jeremy Kennedy gets the win via TKO shoulder injury. And uh, it's unfortunate, right? Because Pico, this is what we wanted to see. We wanted to see, is Pico really there? Can he get a win over a top 10 guy? Now, Scott Coker believes, he believes that, you know, he he was winning on the way. So we'll see how they treat Aaron Pico on the way out when he gets over this uh, this injury and, and he can go again. Like, are they going to give him, I, I mean, you can't put him in a title fight, but maybe you could put him one fight away again. Well, you know, apparently I just found out he's only one in three against guys that actually have Wikipedia pages. You know, so, this was a step up. Like, this was a yeah. big step up for him to see. And he's a ranked guy, too. Like, like Jeremy Kennedy was in the top 10 So at yeah, in Bellator. Yeah, he lost. So maybe in the next fight, when well, you don't want to make sure his shoulders are okay and everything, give him someone without a Wikipedia page. And then if he wins that, 
maybe get him another ring. The, the problem is, though, Eddie, is that they've invested enough money into Aaron I thought you were going to say the problem is most of Bellator's fighters don't have Wikipedia. That's page. also true, but they've, they've invested a lot of money, right, into <laughs> Aaron Pico. Yeah. And they need to start, like, putting him up in those fights and, like, putting him, because he's marketable, right? He's, you know, one of the greatest prospects we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was a Golden Glove boxer, All-State wrestler. Was that it? He was, yeah. Like, he's incredible. He's got all the tools. Yeah. He's even got the looks. Yeah. But things just haven't completely come together. They, I thought they were starting to gel for him, but then the shoulder pops, and... I have simply for guys with bad shoulders. I know. Uh, all right. Juan Archuleta, he defeated Enrique Barzola. Hey, l- let's jump over to UFC Fight Night Vegas 211. So when the main event started, and, and I wish Bruce Buffer was out there when he's like, for those in attendance, I was like, I wish he would have been like, for Mark Zuckerberg and Mrs. Zuckerberg in attendance and the million, because that's like all who was there. It was interesting. Was there like a dozen Facebook people or something? Or who knows like who was there, right? Retreat. I saw Mark Zuckerberg. I saw his wife. Uh, but earlier in the week, we got to the, we heard, and we talked about this last week, that the media and the fans were not going to be allowed to the fight. They were not going to be able to be there in person. Dana White was asked about it after uh, Tuesday Night Contender Series. And he says, guys, you work hard. We're going to give you the night off. And, uh, and then on Wednesday, Mackenzie Dern said that she had heard that Mark Zuckerberg rented out the event, rented out the Apex. Now, Dana White came back and he said, that's total crap. He didn't use those words, but that's essentially what he said. That's total crap. Uh, but then sure enough, cage side, there was Mark Zuckerberg, front and center, uh, being all of us, really, at, uh, at the fight. So was Dana lying? Was money actually, uh, did he actually rent it out? Did he exchange money? I don't know. Is you know, Dana, Dana not lying lies. on a technicality? Probably. That's, that's why you and Dana have so much in common. You know, he just throws stuff out there like, like the rest of us breathe. You know, he can lie with a straight face and like, oh, yeah, but technically it wasn't rented. We just had it closed off for him. Yeah. He'll pull something like that. But look, if it's a Facebook corporate retreat, whatever's going on, there's no reason to yell at the media and call it, call it a lie, you know? It's just say what's going on. Yeah, that's just weird. Can't say what's going on. Is that we say still say, haven't? Say. We still haven't uh, said what's going on. And, and who knows? It's weird. Like, does Mark Zuckerberg not want to have people in the apex with him? Is he worried about people coming and talking to him? Is he weird that he's a weirdo and and people are going to acknowledge that? Like, I, I just don't know. Like, I mean, President Trump. And and for whatever you think, right, about President Trump, he was at a UFC event in Madison Square Garden with a ton of people. I mean, at the time, the most powerful man in the world. He didn't ask yeah. to close the whole event, right? Now, Vince McMahon and Triple H were at front and center a, couple, a few months ago. Weird that, uh, that Zuck, you know? he asked to have it closed. Now, now maybe now, what, what I really would have liked to see is that they were preparing and like had cameras everywhere to like get ready and like test out a meta like VR, like virtual reality thing. That would have been really cool. But I don't know if I don't well, think you didn't want to see doing. Zuckerberg in the cage, you know, doing some shadow boxing. No, no, not like that. Island but like, Boys. like literally where like they had like cameras set up everywhere in the arena to make it yeah, like the cool. first ever like VR quest. That's their uh, that's their VR headset. And like that's right. what they're doing. That would have been really cool. But I, I didn't think that that's I don't think that's what they're doing. That would make much more sense because there is no reason for anyone in the world aside from Mackenzie Dern's husband to really want to see this event live. <laughs> this is not the one that you go to and say, that's the one I got to take. He must have just already been coming to Vegas. And he yeah. said, hey, let's go see some UFC. Yeah. Hey, Dana, can we get the whole thing? Sure, okay. But that is, this was not the destination fight that you would pick. Yeah, no, definitely not. not the whole place. Uh, so we talked about it. Sorry, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Dern, Jan Shionan. Uh, Jan Shionan gets the win, a majority decision against Mackenzie Dern 
in the end, uh, I was surprised. I was surprised that not the, not the outcome of the fight, but the way that the outcome happened. I thought that if Mackenzie Dern was going to be able to get her to the ground, that she was going to be able to move her way into a submission and she was going to be able to get the win. I was very surprised that Jan looked so good on the ground that she was able to withstand the attacks. Um, and, and it shows that like Mackenzie Dern for how great that she is, she's got to be able to like, you can't just be a one trick pony. You can't just be jujitsu only. Uh, you can't be where everyone knows what you're going to do. And, and yes, they can't stop you from getting it. But if you can't finish, if you can't move to finding some way to finish off your opponents. If, if the jujitsu is not working, then you got, you, you got to get more well-rounded. And that's what is like the problem for Mackenzie Dern right now is that she's just, she's a little bit away from being more complete. Yeah, it's a lot like the issues Ronda Rousey had when she couldn't get people to the ground. If someone was as strong as she was and she, her judo didn't work to get them down, she didn't have another way to get them down to the ground. And that's what happened with her against uh, Holly Holm. Now, if she was a better offensive wrestler, then she'd get someone down and her armbar was, you know, unstoppable. And Mackenzie Dern could be that, but she's got to work on her offensive wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so Yash Shonan, she gets the win. She, um, Dern was ranked fifth. Jan was ranked sixth. So um, my guess is that those two flip-flop. That would make mm -hmm. sense. Um, but you look like, what's next? Like, where do we go from here? Uh, they both have losses to Marina Rodriguez. I still think that Marina Rodriguez uh, is the number one contender after the Carla Sparza Zhang Wiley fight. I think that Marina has done enough. She is winning. You know, she's won a few fights in a row. One person that Jan did call out, she called out Rose Namajunas. That's a fight that I think is really good. I actually really like that. I like that uh, that matchup right there. That is a good one, and it gives us a reason to not throw Rose back into the title picture so quickly. That and how bad that Esparza fight was with those two, the two of them. Yeah, no, no, we so definitely shouldn't do that. that. That doesn't make any sense. But like, because Marina, yeah. Marina's got a win over her last two wins. The last one was over Jan. The win before that was against Dern. The win before that was against Watterson. The win before that was against Amanda Hibas. But going back to July 2020, she does have a loss to the champion, Carlos Sparza. So that's one of the reasons that maybe you don't go right back to her. But, but she has won, you know, five in a row. The one person that we're missing in that, in that, uh, in that top is Jessica Andrade. And so that may be someone that, uh, that we look for. So uh, anything else, Eddie, on the fight card? I know uh, Randy Brown, he defeated Francisco Trinaldo. Uh, you had Sodiq Youssef. Uh, yeah, that was a hell of a finish in 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. That was yeah. exciting. Uh, how about Alira Latifi, though? He had a win over Alexi Olenek, uh, but he was out was there asking Zuckerberg for money. He, was, uh, he told everyone he had staph <laughs> infection. That, that can't be good. You know, if you're in front of one of the richest men in the world, you may as well give it a shot. Shoot your shot? Yeah, the guy could just roll, you know, break off 50 grand in his pocket right now, you know? Yeah. Who knows? He uh, could talk to his butler next to him, like, hey, give this guy uh, a million bucks. Yeah. I would I say Brendan Allen uh, defeated Christoph Jaco. That's the other one I wanted to mention. Uh, Eddie, yeah. you watched... Oh, and the 42-year-old Guido Canetti. Oh, yeah. With a submission in a, in a minute. First round, yeah. That's impressive. Oh, uh, Chelsea Chandler. Stockton's own Miss... Um, she's almost like a Miss Diaz. She had every trait you wanted to see out of a Diaz brother. And so a 140-pound woman. And she gets the ground-and-pound TKO viciously. She's going to be one to watch. Now, I don't know if she's going to fight it. 145 or 135 since this was a catch weight so but she's one to watch yeah you watched uh, one fc eddie walk us through i did not get a chance to see that listen man first off well let's say uh, mikey musumichi won the um the first ever one submission grappling flyweight championship so kudos to him but in the main event jong um i'm gonna mess this up 
Zhang Jingan yeah. defeated Angela Lee. And Angela Lee was almost out of there in the first round. Okay, she got knocked down twice. She was um, she had a little bit of the stanky leg. But I thought she won the next four rounds. Not only did she survive, I thought she won the next 20 minutes. In one fights, though, they're judged as a whole. So then the question becomes, um, does one great round outweigh the next four? And the judges unanimously said yes. I'm not saying the next four weren't close, but I'm, I'm not sure how the judging works in this. It didn't make sense to me. Right. Well, that uh, Mikey Musumichi, we saw him. He, uh, they won. That was the inaugural one submission grappling flyweight championship. He's now the champion yes. there. Yes. And that belt is bigger than he is. Okay. I like that. Those one, those one belts weigh like 26 pounds. They're ugly since they redesigned them. The old ones were much better when they had gold and silver. These are just gaudy and huge and ugly, and uh, it makes no sense. All right, speaking of ugly, BKFC 30, right? Nice segue. Uh, so I do want to just mention, so Ben Rothwell, he's not ugly, just just sloppy uh, heavyweight fights are fun in general, though. Uh, ben Rothwell made his BKFC debut, came in super heavy, 292 pounds. His opponent, Bobo Abandon, he was 285, 19 seconds out. He's going to argue, too. Um, ben Rothwell thinks that it was like in 13 seconds. But he uh, he knocked him out. He looked really good. If you, I mean, I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. It's been all over social media. Uh, he did his evil laugh afterwards, said he hasn't seen nothing yet. He'll get back on there. Sounds like they're going to do a big event in February, like Knuckle Mania again. And that's where he's mm-hmm. going to be next year. Well, his uh, knuckles don't need that much rest. No, so I don't he, know he could he fight quickly, but I think they're going to wait. So, But yeah, um, I think it was more like 13 seconds. But their ref did not need to count to finish that 10 count. Dude was out. Yeah. All right. And then uh, Lorenzo Hunt is the, went for the second belt at cruiserweight. Uh, almost DQ'd for hitting Quentin Henry on the ground. Uh, but he says that you know it, it didn't land. So he gets a third-round KO, becomes a two-weight BKFC champ. And uh, so it's exciting. And, but he had a kind of a crazy post-fight interview. Yeah, and it turns out he's a flat earther. So that's fun. So he's hanging out with Kyrie. Yeah, maybe uh, with Pitbull, who's uh, I'm not even talking about Brazilian politics, but he also wants to go for a third belt at heavyweight. Interesting. Dude. Well, good for him. So I'm like, let's see it. I'm all dude. BKFC is fun. Yeah. If you're not paying for the BKFC app, it's five bucks. Yeah. It's it's fun to watch. Nice. All right, guys, that is BKFC 31 on Prime Video 2, UFC Vegas 211 and. Bellator 286, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. Ooh, we... What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? You, yeah. Woo-wee. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9, the horn, hornfm.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. And Jordan, it finally happened. Season 48 of Saturday Night Live was back this past weekend. What's up with that? Yeah, Miles Teller was the, was the host, 
And a pretty funny, he has, he has a spot on, a spot on Peyton Manning impression. It was actually really good. So they started off with the Manning cast uh, covering the very first uh, SNL of the year and like uh, the, the cold open. And they were critiquing it as it went on. And they went with many of the old tropes of, uh, of SNL these days. And uh, it, it was fine. It was funny, though. I think Peyton Manning obviously was the best part of it as opposed to the other sketches that uh, were there. Uh, it was uh, it was fine. It was it was it was a it was an OK start. It was actually I enjoyed the monologue as well. Yeah. Other than that, I think the best one was the uh, the send something normal uh, game show. Oh, yeah. You guys had to send a normal DM to women. Yeah. Adam Levine. He's kind it. of in the news right now. Yeah. Yeah. They had um, even Bo and Yang couldn't send a normal DM. Yeah. To that woman. was funny. Uh, Eddie, I will tell you, though, uh, next week they're coming back with the very, very funny comedic actor Brendan Gleeson. Now, if you don't know Brendan Gleeson from hilarious movies like uh, Braveheart and uh, Gangs of New York and 28 Days uh, Later, a uh, very funny hilarious. guy. Uh, Harry Potter as well. Really? Who was he in Harry Potter? He was Alistair Moody, one-eyed Moody. The old guy? The old guy. That's who it is. So he's actually not funny, but he's a, you know, he's a very accomplished actor, right? Oh, that guy. Yes, that's the guy. I love him. He was in uh, that Stephen King uh, series about the uh, the serial killer. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see that one. So, but that's uh, happening Mr. this Mercedes. week. Mr. Mercedes. Yes. Mr. Mercedes. Yes, that is happening yeah. this week. Okay, yeah, I like him. Actually, and with an old guy like that, I expect there to be much better sketches. Yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah. All right, now, here's something that caught me off guard, Jordan. The PFL announced they're going into the pay-per-view business. What's up with that? Yeah, so we know, and remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about like Biagio Ali and how he was going to make his debut fight on November 25th on, on PFL. And we're like, that's weird because the PFL finale is in October. Well, it turns out we were wrong. Uh, the, the PFL finale is on Black Friday. It's on the Friday after Thanksgiving. It's going to be on pay-per-view. Now, we don't know a price. Uh, we don't know the cost of what it's going to be. Uh, it better be cheap because if it's not cheap, you're not going to get a lot of people paying for it. Now, what you have is you have the finals. You've got Kayla Harrison versus Larissa Pacheco. You've got Brendan Lofton versus Bubba Jenkins. You've got uh, Ante Delizia versus Matisse Scheffel. You've got Aubin Mercier uh, versus Stevie Ray. So, Olivia Aubin Mercier. Uh, Eddie, we talked about Marlon Morais. He's going to be making his debut against Shane Burgos. Uh, there's also a, another showcase fight that they're trying to work on. It has not been announced yet. Uh, we mentioned that uh, um, we're going to see... Um, Biagio Ali Walsh, he's going to be on there. Natan Schulte versus Jeremy Stevens will be on that fight card as well. So they're trying to bring it, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. I, I don't love the idea of having a pay-per-view for uh, for the PFL, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and they really better bring it because that's rivalry weekend in college football. And they haven't set a time yet for the Baylor and Texas game, but um, Florida, Florida State's at 730. Um so, yeah, Oregon, Oregon State, I don't, uh, okay, that's not great. Yeah. But, yeah, Florida, Florida State, Baylor, Texas, I'll likely be watching one of those, so you better have this at a decent time to pull me away. But I will be around the family, so I will want to get away. So, you know, you know iffy. Not bad. Not uh, bad. Yeah. All right, speaking of iffy things, Jordan, USADA forgot to test a certain Irishman. What's up with that? Yeah, so USADA is, uh, you know, so Conor McGregor. You suck. Conor McGregor has not been tested since before his fight with Dustin Poirier. He wasn't, wasn't tested by USADA in all of Q4. He was not tested at all this whole year. Uh, according to TSN's Aaron Brostetter, uh, who is 
great. He's a great reporter, did a lot of good work on this. He's determined that uh, that Conor McGregor has gone without testing. Now, if you look at Conor, Conor looks big. Uh, Conor looks, looks like really be beefy. Uh, probably would be good to test Conor McGregor prior to him coming back. So, Did uh, they just not want to send someone overseas because of COVID or something? Was it too expensive? No one wanted to fly that long with a mask on? What's the deal? Yeah, I don't know what the deal is, right? So so USADA What's has come that? out and said, like, look, hey, they have to be available. Um, you, and McGregor was one of the most people uh, tested in 2021. He had, uh, you know, he had 11 samples taken in 2021. But it, the, USADA says that, look, they have to be available. It's on our term. We can determine. It's, it's not just a random we go in, but they just have to be available and tell us where they are at all times. Currently, Connor's down in the Dominican Republic. He's filming that, that movie Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal, though. So they have to be available. Didn't you sort of just like, you know, jump in people's uh, front doors at 6 a.m.? Yeah. When they're not available. Well, they, they said like, look, we are um, we are resources aimed at the detection of doping may be specifically targeted rather just random testing. So McGregor is still subject to testing. You is just choosing not to go test him right now. Apparently, they don't have social media because if you saw him, you'd think you might want to target him. But might be a good idea. What do I know? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's what people ask all the time. Cross I ask that. Oh, I oh. think that too. And I just go, I don't know. I'm smart enough to be here. Um, Bo Nickel has a fight, Jordan. What's up with that? Yeah, so fresh off of his win over, uh, you know, at, at the Dana White Contender Series last week, 51 seconds, he looked very good. Uh, he is going to come back and fight UFC 282 against Jamie Pickett. So that's December 10th. Sounds like he's going to be on the main card. You know, he called out Hamzat Shemaev last week after he won at uh, um, at at the fight card or at, at the down, Tuesday Night Contender Series. But, I mean, if, if I was Bo Nickel, why wouldn't I call out Hamzat? Hamzat, for that matter, hasn't beat a ton of people, right? And why not get Hamzat early than later if you, if you think that? But, I mean, I love the call out, and I'm, and I'm even okay doing it, but... They're going to go against Jamie Pickett. He's going to fight at UFC 282. That's in Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena, December 10th. And he's already a huge, huge betting favorite. Yeah, I bet. Uh, unfortunately, I have no idea what the guy looks like. I don't either. That's okay, though. Yeah. You know who I do know who looks like? What he... You know what I'm trying to say. I do. Daniel, I do Cormier, Daniel Cormier is going to make a guest appearance in the WWE. What's up with that? Yeah, so Daniel Cormier, who has talked about wrestling, his love for wrestling for a while... He is going to be the special guest referee and enforcer this Saturday night at Extreme Rules for the, it's a fit fight pit fight between Matt Riddle, former UFC fighter, and Seth Rollins. So that's happening in Philadelphia this week. Uh, he was on Monday Night Raw on Monday saying, look, you need someone. I know a lot about fighting in a cage. You need someone who's going to be impartial and uh, someone who can, you know, hold you guys accountable. And that's going to be me, D.C., Get ready. Now, does this set up a, a match between him and Brock coming up at WrestleMania next year? I highly doubt you it. You hope so, right? If Vince was still in charge, yeah. But I think Triple H knows better. Also, uh, doesn't Daniel have some back issues? Well, Brock could, Brock could make it happen. Brock could help out right there. He could, but that's also a, uh, a mismatch size-wise, too. Um, speaking of stupid things, Jordan, that uh, should not be happening in cages Jake Paul is teasing the move we all want to see, which is him getting punched in the face in a cage. But he says it's going to happen with a big organization. 
What's up with that? Yeah, so you play stupid games, Eddie. You get stupid prizes. Yes, uh, Jake Paul please. came out and said that I've got an announcement coming soon. I can tease just that. Uh, I'm working on, with a big organization right now on a whole thing in MMA that also has to do with me fighting. Uh, and we're going to have an announcement soon. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to be the case. Like, what's he going to say? Obviously, we know he's fighting Anderson Silva at the end of this month. Uh, he is going to, well, he says, uh, Javier Mendez, uh, he would said that he would train him. So maybe he's going to go up to uh, AKA. And uh, he says, I'm probably going to need a year, maybe a year and a half to get the kicks down. I already know jujitsu. I want to be able to do everything in there. I mean, at least be able to check kicks. I know how to wrestle already. So uh, maybe it's with Bellator. Maybe it's with the PFL. Maybe he's going to be the face of one FC on Prime. Maybe that's the way they go. Cool. My guess would be Bellator since they both have relationships with Showtime. But who knows? Also, I hope the guys at AKA beat him down the way that they're known to injure people in practice. I'm not saying I want him to get injured, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. All right. Uh, Eddie, uh, let me give you some new fights. All right, so we've got Drakkar Close versus Marco Madsen. Uh, let me tell you about a banger right here. Rafael Faziv versus Justin Ooh. Gaethje. UFC Ooh. 282. I love that fight. We mentioned Bo Put Nickel versus veins. Jamie Pickett. Uh, yeah. Damir Ismagulov versus Armin Sarukian. We saw That's a Damir fight here in Austin. Uh, Kelvin Gaslam versus Nasardin Imovov. And oh, then good. Gregory Rodriguez versus Brad Tavares. Those are the fights. Robocop? One thing, one thing I'll tell you, Aspen Ladd, we talked about her a few weeks ago. She actually got cut uh, from the UFC. No longer in the UFC. You got to make weight. So we'll see what she does. Yeah. She still wants to fight. Maybe you throw her up and have her fight Kayla Harrison. How about at 155? Ooh. That would be fantastic. Let's Guys, yeah. you're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That is Eddie. I am Jordan. Eddie, what did you know? It's hate week. Texas takes on those dirty Oklahoma Sooners this Saturday at 11 a.m. Catch the pregame right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com starting at 7 a.m. Post game to follow. Eddie, you thought I was going to play the champions here. You thought I was going to give the respect to Texas. But they're not. They're not the Big Twelve champions. They're not going to win the. They're Big not 12. champs of anything at the moment. Oklahoma. They're not going to win the Big Twelve. Uh, maybe yeah. BYU. They they could be the champions of the Big Twelve. They're going to be Next here year, maybe. pretty soon. Uh, Eddie BYU. We are in Vegas. Uh, we're playing Notre Dame. And I don't know if you saw this already. Go check it out. Uh, maybe on BYU's Instagram Wait. page. But on the UFCs, they are. They were at the UFC headquarters at the Apex in the cage. BYU in really? full uniform. Uh, they got a little cross promotion. That's not 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 what kind of what I would expect. I'll be honest. Mormons versus Catholics isn't a a matchup I ever thought I'd be beg begging to see in Vegas. Yeah, that makes it even weirder. Yeah, but uh, I'm for it. Nice. Uh, of course, I will be watching the the uh, Sooner game. I watched the Longhorns uh, beat them up in the Cotton Bowl. Have you ever been to a Texas OU game? I haven't yet. You and Drake gotta go at some point before he can drink. Okay. Um, I don't know what kind of decisions these guys, these kids will make once they grow up, but you got to make sure they can't. Also, you want to, it's just one of those things you got to see, got to experience in the heart of the state fair, the craziness. It's, it's great, man. Nice. But after the game, 
I'm going to go down to San Marcos to watch the Bobcats take on the mighty App State Mountaineers. Nice. Yes, the same App State that went into College Station and got paid $1.5 million to beat up on the Aggies. Nice. Well, Eddie, if you want to stay home, there's no UFC, there's no Bellator, there's no PFL, there's no 1FC, there's no BKFC. There's no BKFC. There is glory kickboxing. So if you want to stay home and want to watch some kickboxing, you can see the trilogy, maybe the most epic trilogy ever in kickboxing, Bader Hari versus Alistair Overeem. It's the rubber match. They are one and one. Uh, this is exciting, right? This will be, uh, you know, Overeem. We're still waiting for him to join and, and start professional wrestling. He hasn't done that yet. But eventually, he's going to get into it. And But not here. This is a kickboxing. And, and these are two legends. I mean, Bader Hari, I think, like, over, I mean, easily over 100 matches he has. Over 100 wins. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Um, and, and there's also going to be four other championship fights on this main card. And it's a wonder kickboxing hasn't taken off as a lot like it should have in the U.S., which yeah. is as much as some people hate the ground game, but it'll be a fun one. That'll be great. Next week, we got a ton to talk about with boxing. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. We are proud to be the MMA Show of Texas. Tell your friends, sports guys talking wrestling. Coming up next, Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons. Follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Have a great week. Hook em horns. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.